But we find ourselves in this holiday season again, and I want to wish all of you the very, very best. The gift has become an annual opportunity for us to give back to God during the Christmas season. Our fellowship family has developed a culture of generosity, believing that through the leadership of the Holy Spirit and in obedience to God, our resources can be used to make a difference locally, regionally, and globally. Last year, the people of Fellowship gave over $560,000 to the gift, which was prayerfully distributed by the elders to many worthy causes around the world. This year, we will again review the many requests made, but will also consider reducing the current debt with Fellowship Bentonville. Throughout the month of December, we are asking that you please prayerfully consider donating to the gift again. It's between you and God. We will make special envelopes available or you can visit the giving page on our website, fellowshipnwa.org forward slash the gift. Thank you for your participation in the past and the difference you've made in the lives of so many through your generosity. Let's never forget how good God has been to us. here with y'all. Good to see you guys. I know that none of you want to see me, and so I'm going to get out of the way as soon as I can. Uh, but tonight, uh, we are celebrating a, a parent and child dedication. And it's an exciting time because uh, up here on the stage are clearly families in the early part of this adventure. Their, their little ones are young still. And I know that our church is filled with people at, at a variety of life stages. So some of, some of you are finally on the verge of empty nesting. Some of you are raising grandkids. Some of you are, are mourning infertility. We're all over the map. And yet tonight we get to be here together celebrating with the, these families, rejoicing with them as they rejoice over the, the blessings that they have received this year through their, their sweet little ones. Uh, they have uh, recorded some prayers as, a, as a parents over their children and so just with a, with a heart toward thanksgiving and in prayer with them, would you join them as they pray, just uh, as these videos roll? Micaiah, your name means who is like God, like the prophet and great-grandmother you're named after. We pray you will be both bold in speech and action, faithfully pointing others towards Jesus. May your love for others be as abundant as all your roles. We love you, Big Mac. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Clara Alice, for the blessing that she is in our life. We just thank you that she is healthy, that she's happy. We just are so thankful for the joy that she brings to all of us. We know that her brother and sister love her very much, just as we do. And uh, we pray that you will be at work in her life, that you will help her to be a bright light shining in the world. And we just pray that you will help all of us to equip her and help her to know Jesus better. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Cohen Walker Jennings, your name means high priest who strengthens. Our prayer for you is that you would love others well. You always have eyes to see others as God sees them. We love you, Cohen. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Helen Joy, you are just like your name, a bright light of joy. 
We are praying that throughout your life, you experience the joy that can only be known through a closeness to your Father in heaven. As your temporary parents on earth, we promise in front of these people to do what we can to show you who he is. And we also pray for his grace and love to comfort you when we fall short of that promise. He is greater than we are, and I am excited to see the day you recognize him. We love you very much, and we are proud of who you are. Noah, when we think of you, we think of joy. You are our happy joy, joy baby, and you came at the perfect time. Our prayer is that you have a deep, authentic, ever-maturing relationship with Jesus all the days of your life, and that regardless of circumstances, failures, or victories, that your continued joy, peace, and hope come from him alone. We pray your life is marked with a confident hope in the Lord and all of his promises. We love you so much, Noe. Love Mama, Daddy, and Mabry. Lord, we are grateful you chose us to be the parents of Reese. We know he is yours and you have made him with the purpose to honor and glorify you. Draw him near to you at a young age that he may know you and seek you all the days of his life. Give Bryce and I wisdom as we train and teach Reese. May his greatest delight and satisfaction be found in you. Amen. Would you join me as we pray over the parents now as well? Uh, this is a prayer that is uh, coming out of uh, a book called Every Moment Holy by Doug McKelvey, and it's called The Changing of Diapers. Father, whether it's changing diapers or consoling tears, challenging defiance or cultivating humility, we pray that these parents would remember this truth, that their unseen labors are not lost, for it is these repeated acts of small sacrifice that, like bright, ragged patches, are slowly being sewn into a quilt of loving kindness that swaddles these children. In each moment of serving and loving, remind them that they are tending a budding heart that rooted early in such grace-filled devotion might one day be more readily inclined to bow to your compassionate conviction, knowing itself then as both a receptacle and a reservoir of heavenly grace as these parents themselves are. May your nearness carry them along in each of the 10,000 acts by which they are actively creating a culture of compassionate service and selfless love to shape the life of their family, these beloved children, and your church. Amen. And then I come to you, congregation, those who will be the check-in attendants and the classroom greeters, the folks that host them in your homes for a small group someday, the, the kind faces in the foyer, whatever role you will play, you will be church to these kids. And so, congregation, I want to pray the following over your small acts of care and love for these children, still borrowing from that same prayer. God, open our eyes that we might see this act for what it is from the fixed vantage of eternity, O oh Lord, how the changing of a diaper might sit upstream of the changing of a heart and how the changing of a heart might sit upstream of the changing of the world. Amen. I'm gonna step out of the way for a second in case anybody needs a picture or a last smile and then uh, they're gonna go backstage. I got two more things for you. So everybody give these uh, smooches or waves or whatever you need to. <laughs> and then y'all can make your way back there again. Sorry. 
through the cords and the stands and all the things. All right. I want to draw your attention to two, uh, two additional things. First is uh, they extended the, uh, the timeline on the, the fellowship Bentonville survey. Uh, the reason we're doing this survey is we want to know uh, where the, the people of, of the current congregations that meet on the Rogers campus, both Mosaic and Fellowship Sunday Morning Rogers, where, where people are ending up. And so y'all have done an excellent job thus far. I think we had like 220 of you fill it out, and that's individuals representing families. So that's like 80. I'm looking at Ashley because she's kind of in charge here. That's like 80% of our people have responded. So that's killer. Way to go. I'm proud of y'all. Uh, but we're, it's extended again. So if you've missed that, uh, please jump to the Mo News page and fill that out. Uh, second is out in the foyer, uh, these books for families. This, this is uh, the route we're going this year for the, the family advent packet. It's a, a printed book. Uh, with a devotional each day or a little family activity each day for you. Uh, the great thing is this should become a family tradition for you. So tuck it away. Next year, you can pick up the new card that tells you which day in here lines up with which calendar date for next year. But this is all you'll need for this year um, in order to, to walk through the Advent season together uh, as a family. So we're looking forward to that. Those are in the foyer. You can pick them up uh, after, after service tonight. And then uh, it is my joy to welcome Stu and Hillary up to the stage tonight. Uh, the Lynches are uh, now friends. I've gotten to meet them this year and uh, some kindred hearts in some, some passion points. And, and uh, they're going to be opening our service tonight with a liturgy. So thank you all. And so we gather here uniquely in all of history we particular people in this singular time and place accomplish your purposes among us, O God. Tune our hearts to the voice of your spirit. Wake us to be present to you and to one another in these shared hours that we are given. For it is you, O Lord, who have so gathered us from our various places and you alone who know our hearts and our needs. Among us are some who are anxious, some who are lonely, some who suffer pain or sorrow. May we and our joys find grace to enter the sorrows of others. Among us are some who arrive rejoicing, hearts made light by good news, good health, glad anticipation. May we, in our sorrows, find grace to embrace the joys of others. Let us prize these moments and care for one another deeply, for each of us and our relationships to one another are precious and fleeting. Amen. Church, would you stand with us as we worship our God?
How are you? I have probably the most important question you'll answer tonight. How soon is too soon to start decorating for Christmas? Like, are we there yet? Anybody already started? Yeah, there you go. Anybody mocking them right now? Like, get out. It's not time yet. Thanksgiving hasn't even happened. So we're entering into the holiday season and Thanksgiving coming this week, Christmas and Advent are coming our way and maybe you're coming into this place and this next week is bringing up a few words, family, food, mm. who fries the turkey, why? I don't understand it, but it's good. Uh, football, any, any of the Kansas City Chiefs fans in the room? Hey, well, you are. Yeah, it, it stirs up within us these memories of, of good emotions, good times, and we go into this season with a lot of good, but also the season can, for some of us, uh, it brings up some pain or some dysfunction. Um, maybe the, the first Thanksgiving with the, the loss of a loved one. And uh, wherever you find yourself on that spectrum, uh, I'd love for us to leave this room tonight with, with a new word that we enter into the holiday season with, and it's the term eucharisteo. Say, eucharisteo. Oh, it's a beautiful word we'll unpack tonight. It's one that Paul actually uses when writing to a church in Thessalonica. There in uh, 1 Thessalonians, he gives them three very practical tips for how to accomplish God's will in this world. So Paul, writing to Thessalonica, a church he only had about two weeks to plant before he was run out of town, 
And uh, this is a church that knows persecution and struggle in this life. And if every chapter of this letter, Paul calls their attention to the return of Jesus, that he's going to come again, he's going to return, that regardless of the the persecution and, and the troubles and trials we face in this life, we have hope and we have peace and as sweet little Helen Joy, I don't know if you saw her smile earlier, it just produces joy in this life because he will return. So hear this, Thessalonica, here's what I want you to do while you wait for Jesus to come back. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And this community there, you have, as as persecution's coming and as they're anticipating the return of Jesus, they, they see Paul's words, and it is a call first to joy. That joy is something that that God's spirit, it produces within us. It's not just a fleeting happiness. No, biblical joy is something that we find good pleasure rather than who we are or or what circumstances are taking place. True joy is found in that we know who God is and what he can do. And that always, day by day, the Christian life is one of giving God our, our, our praise and thanks for who he is and what he does. And it's a fruit of his spirit in us. It produces this this joy. It's unexplainable, regardless of our circumstances. And then Paul says this, pray continually. One version says to pray without ceasing. Now, I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I can't get a quiet place in my house. I wish I could. Uh, Even my quiet places for me and the Lord are not quiet anymore. They've they've ruined it. And I think I love what Paul's doing here because what Paul wants us to understand and what wants this church in Thessalonica to understand is that prayer is not just a one-way communication asking God for things. My favorite definition of prayer is by a guy named Richard Foster. He puts it like this, that prayer is an interactive, ongoing conversation with God about what we're doing together in this life. To even put it shorter, prayer is living this life with God that we live in communication with him, which doesn't always have to involve speaking, right? Like some of the sweetest relationships we have are those in which we can exist in the presence of another in silence. That we sang a song, Jesus, we love you, that that's a way to pray without ceasing continually. And that even as we'll we'll do here in a little while, we'll speak to to be aware of God's presence that is with us in this place. Um, our, our prayer team, Tom Toomer, and our prayer team have been helping us. I don't know if you were here last week, but they've been giving us some tools to come into this place to refocus on God. And, and I'd love to invite you tonight as we step into a time where we're going to give thanks and share in, in our circumstances to do this from a posture of, of we're going to pray. And so whether we're sitting in silence, whether we're singing songs, or whether someone is speaking and sharing the goodness of God in their life, All of this would be an opportunity for us to put this to practice of praying without ceasing, that ongoing, interactive conversation with God. But then Paul calls us to this. He says in verse 18, give thanks. There's the term, eucharisteo. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. Notice it says thanks in all circumstances, not for. See, because if we're supposed to give thanks for all circumstances, then I probably need to take all the bad things going on in my life, shove them really deep down inside me and just smile till I make it. And if you've tried that like I have, it doesn't work. 
that, that we can come to God despite any circumstance and in any circumstance, and we give him thanks. We give him our gratitude because he's the giver of every good and perfect gift. He's the God who knows both the, the high mountaintops of our life, and he also is the God who can walk the valley of the shadow of death. That whatever the circumstance, he's with us in that, and we can give him our thanks, our gratitude. In the Old Testament, they, they have three, eight different words for giving thanks. We don't have enough in English, but I'd love to give you just three. Look at these three Hebrew words just in one psalm. The first, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, say todah. Todah is shouts of gratitude. It is the, the, a declaration of who God is and what God does. And you, you shout it. It's, it's as a using of your voice. Next, uh, uh, after that, and, and into his courts with praise, give thanks, say yada. And then lift your hands like this. It's, it's a, a way to show adoration and praise almost as a child. I don't know if you saw any of the kids up here, but it's a, a mommy, daddy, Hold me. It's, it's an asking, a grasping for, I trust you. And I give you that adoration for you to, to, to hold me. A reaching out, yada. And then this last one's beautiful. Um, to him give praise, say Barak. I don't know if you were in the service when we took the opportunity to kneel in this room. Anybody remember that? Well, we all took a, a posture of prayer and we hopped on our knees just to show honor and thanks and gratitude. All of these words, these are only three of eight. All of them, notice what it's rooted in here in uh, verse five. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever and his faithfulness continues to all generations. Now, this is a psalm that, that would not just be sung for Israel at, at times of great celebration. This was a song that would be sung in the wilderness on the run from Egypt. And they would be in their tents out in the desert, wondering if they're going to have food tomorrow. And they would take these postures of gratitude and praise. This is a song of Israel that they would sing while in Babylon. Completely under a foreign leader's rule, pagan gods taking over all around them. And in those circumstances, they would give thanks. They would take these postures of gratitude because of who God is and what God does. And then we come to a meal in the New Testament where Jesus steps into a room, not for Thanksgiving, but for Passover. And he does something that, that is completely foreign to his disciples because they're used to Passover coming and they're used to getting the, the bread and the wine and the symbol that it has for the Passover lamb and the blood that was shed. And Jesus pulls them into a room and he uses this term, Eucharisteo. He gives thanks for the bread, and he says, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take now and eat, and then he gives thanks. Eucharisteo for the wine. This is my blood that's gonna be shed on your behalf. Notice, regardless of the circumstances, our Savior sets the example. He gives thanks, knowing fully what's about to await him a couple of hours later outside of that Passover meal. And Eucharisteo, the reason I want you to leave this, this room with it, and we want to practice it in this room, is that the root of the term comes from the Greek word charis, which means grace, that God gives us favor. It's not just what he does, it's part of who he is. He is slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, a gracious God to us. Next, the derivative of charis is kera, which is joy. So within this one Greek term, you have God gives us 
grace, there's a posture of thanksgiving, and it produces joy within us. And Paul, calling attention to that church in Thessalonica, says, this is the cycle I want you to walk through day to day until Jesus returns. To give thanks to God in all circumstances because of the many gifts and graces he gives us and that his Holy Spirit could produce joy, not just a a, a superficial happiness, but true, everlasting, eternal joy. And so what, what we'd like to do tonight, Mosaic, is we wanna give God thanks. And uh, whatever circumstance you find yourself in, um, giving thanks to God in that circumstance, it may not change the circumstance. Um, so if, if you're at a season where it, it is the, the going is getting rough, um, the marriage is on the brink, or the loved one is gone, we wanna come in this place together and join one another in that space to give thanks to God for the grace that he's gonna have and the hope he gives us in Christ. Or maybe things are going really well and it just seems like God has been very gracious to you and it's very tangible right now. We wanna come in this room tonight and we wanna give thanks because giving thanks to God will not change the circumstances, but it will change us. And that's why Paul, to almost every New Testament church he writes to, he tells them to come together and sing songs and hymns over one another that we would come in this place and that we would actually give thanks to God, not only to give it to him, but as a gift and a blessing to encourage those around us. So what we'd like to do tonight is we wanna give thanks together. And uh, a few instructions for us as as we head that way. Um, First, would you go on to the next slide? I'm sorry, Megan or Kim, one more. One more. That one. Uh, first, as we just sang, uh, we want to give attention to God, our affection to him tonight. So any, any amount of you that's like, oh, I got, I got this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow them out of the water when I share, lay that down. Let's give God the praise and adoration. Or, or maybe you're feeling like, I, I'm terrified, I'm nervous, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to share. Let's give him the attention and affection tonight. Silence is a form of prayer. So we're gonna get comfortable with it. So if we have moments of silence, I would encourage you just take that as an opportunity to enjoy his presence here. Or when we're singing these songs or when we're hearing stories shared, all of these are opportunity for us to pray without ceasing together. And uh, tonight's not your only chance to share. So uh, we have some prompts we're gonna be walking through together to give thanks to our good and gracious God. But if you got a story, a testimony, something you just want to let the body know, send us an email with it. Not now, maybe after. But to, to take opportunity, if, if this isn't your one chance to shine, we, we'd actually like to this to be a culture for us at Mosaic that we would continue to give thanks to God regularly. So w- without further ado, friends, Would you hold your hands, yada, postured towards him? And if you feel led to Barak, if you feel led to Neil, you're welcome to. Father, we we come in this room tonight for one reason and one reason only, and it's to give you the thanks and the praise you rightfully deserve. Jesus, uh, we come to Eucharist Theo, the same word we get the Eucharist, the Lord's Supper from, to enjoy your presence 
with us and to give you thanks in any circumstance. And Spirit, we just ask in this time, would you help us as we share? Would you be blessed by the words that are shared by your saints in this room? It's in your beautiful name that we now sing in prayer. Church, would you stand with me as we sing about how great our God is? Let's confess this together. You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore. together at this great messianic banquet, banquet, feasting with the presence of Jesus at the center of it all. Would you just picture that as you sing these words? And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing.
as we continue to keep a posture of worship and a heart of worship tonight, I just wanna remind us of something we read earlier. May we in our joys find grace to enter the sorrows of others. May we in our sorrows find the grace to embrace the joys of others. We're gonna enter into a, a Selah moment, just a moment of rest and space for you to um, converse with God. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And specifically, would you ask him maybe to put someone on your heart that you're grateful for this week? And if you're so brave enough to do it, would you just say their name out loud at any point, any time? Just speak their name and say, thank you, God, for this person. We're gonna have a scripture loop rolling to kind of help you process as you convene with God. Would you take a seat as you process? been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head oh I will sing of the goodness of God
Well, as we continue to worship Jesus tonight, we're gonna move into a time of open share. So I've got some volunteers that will be down front here with some mics. And this is the part that Colin was referring to earlier that could feel a little intimidating or potentially a little nerve wracking. And I just wanna make this room a safe space. Uh, we're family, we consider ourselves church family here. So you can see Colin, Ryan's around here and we've got Taylor here. And if you need help just kind of putting together words for something to share, uh, we put together this little prompt that you could use that says, thank you Lord for blank. You have taught me blank. And this is where we're gonna come together as the people of God and we're all gonna say together, thanks be to God just to give an affirmation of that. So I would love to open up the floor to anyone who wants to come share, uh, make your way down front. We can even form a little line if we want to, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and share. So this is that awkward moment that we were referring to earlier. harder when you actually do it. Um, real quick, um, I might start crying, so, but um, I just wanted to do it for a few minutes. I felt the Lord going, come on, because no one wants to do this. Um, I want to thank my husband um, for just a few, a little bit of words, because this is hard for me to do in general. Um, we've had a really tough year. And I'm the first just to put everything out on my sleeve and just be honest, because no one, I'm getting old enough, surface talk is, <laughs> surface talk. So real quick, my husband and I have had a really hard year. We've been together for um, going on 18 years, um, and I just wanted to use this platform to show him that I have a really hard time with um, my words. He knows that. Um, being affirming in general uh, and to my incredible husband. And um, this whole year has been a challenge for us. It's been a challenge for me spiritually, emotionally, mentally. And he had just, outside of the pain um, in our marriage, he just continually chases me, <sighs> loves me through my yuck, and... I honestly don't know where I'd be as a person without him. Um, he just looks so deep into my soul and challenges me. He is the first person to challenge me in hard places, um, in love and with hard truths. And I'm just thankful. I don't know where I would be without his continual friendship and his love. So that. Let's say together, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Is everybody's heart beating? <laughs> no, I, I just, you know, I'm so thankful that the Lord is, uh, he's breaking the chains on insecurities, uh, a lot of fear, drug addiction. Uh, he's restoring my family. He's just doing, he's literally showed me that there's a new life in Christ. And uh, I could go on and on, but I'd encourage anybody to do this too. <laughs> Break past that comfort zone, man. And he's showing me that in the comfort zone is where you really experience freedom and his grace. 
And it's just, it's literally changed my life. You know, I was, I was dead, man, in the water. Homeless, broke, had nobody. And he's brought me into a community in it. It's just beautiful, guys. So praise the Lord. <laughs> Let's say it together, church. Thanks be to God. I was like, I'll stand up, and then I turn and see all your pieces. So um, I just wanted to say I'm thankful for our community group. Um, even before COVID, they, like, were a loving, safe spot for me to, to go through some stuff. And then um, through all that, it's just been a way, like I said, a safe spot to learn how to love people that maybe think differently than me or challenge me so that I can love people that aren't in this safe spot in that same way. So thanks, guys. Thanks be to God. Brandon wants it. All the way in the back, the guy in the audio booth is waving his hands. Um, I'm very thankful, uh, Lord, for my wife and my new little boy here. Um, she has taught me patience, and he has taught me how to really love and a little bit of patience as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, thanks. Thanks be to God. Yeah. I'm thankful for time. And I think this past year, God has been showing me that there are things I pray, and then he answers them over time. And in that whole process, he's working on my heart. Um, and then I get to rejoice in seeing his answers. Amen. Thanks be to God. I am thankful for um, Tom and his wife who just spoke in the community. I took a leap of faith moving out here, knowing no one in the state in the summer, and just seeing the community. Um, it's just been a season of, I'm in awe, just of what God has done and the community that he's allowed me to have in such a short amount of time. I just feel embraced, so I'm thankful. Thanks be to God. Hey, Colin. Hi. <laughs> I thought I heard my name. We were, we were talking as a worship team before the service, and Kyle was kind of leading us in a little micro-devotional, and we were just talking about the last year and a half, two years. Um, just, it's been hard for a lot of folks. 
Um, not everybody, but it's been hard. People struggle with loss and isolation and addiction, and um, it's just been rough. And we were just talking about Psalm 23 and uh, just reminded that our God, he walks in the valley of the shadow of death. And just how comforting that is. That he's not just up on the mountain in the good times. That he's down here with us. And that he walks with us in that place, in that loneliness, uh, in those hard times. And uh, then he uses imperfect beings like us, the saints, to help each other. Uh, and so I'm just grateful this year to experience that. I see my brother Jarrett out here just... I have no words how God has used you. Um, Ryan back here and his wife, Brooke, just uh, so thankful for a God who doesn't give up, who doesn't run away, who doesn't turn his back, uh, who is there in the valley. So. Thanks be to God. Hey, Mosaic, um, I wanted to share this with the congregation because I thought of these men tonight. This has been a conversation I've had with a lot of people the last couple of months, and I'm not sure how much we communicate it from the platform. Um, and so I think that, um, not that it, not, not in, a, in, a, in an unhealthy way or bad way, just, it just doesn't get shown or expressed. And so when, when so I have... Um, basically been here at fellowship through my entire junior high awkward years into my college years into my young adult years and I've had the pleasure of being able to be on staff and off staff and in different roles and um, one of the things that's beautiful about this church is that uh, a lot of churches we we call uh, Colin Jackson's dad Chip Jackson has labeled this as Jurassic Church sometimes not our church but we've all experienced Jurassic Church but I think what What's been special about fellowship, watching it from the early years through now, um, one of the things that I've been grateful for as we studied Timothy recently is we have a board of elders that lead us. Um, and the way that the elders lead us, we, we, our elders um, only remain in a term for two years at a time, and we do that intentionally so that we don't create comfort or stagnancy within our elder board. Um, but then also within our elders, uh, there's a lot of times we, we, we as the people don't see all the layers that are going into our campuses and our church. And we drive onto our campus and we might see a building or we might ask questions about where our funds are going or what we're trying to do. And it's really peaceful to know that every single morning that I wake up and my feet hit the ground that I know that there's 12 or 13 or 14 elders that are over us that are praying over every one of those decisions. And the one thing that's incredible about our elder board as well is that they do not, any time a major decision is put in front of them about what we're doing, they do not move forward until they have 100% consensus as an elder board. Um, because they want to heed to the spirit that if the spirit is speaking to maybe one of them that's not speaking to the other 12 or 13, that they want to make sure that they're listening to the spirit. And how beautiful of a picture that is that we see that we have a unified elder board that knows that 
everything that we're doing that they want to have a hundred percent consensus so that there's no there's no dissension and there's no tension that the enemy can use in that for where they're leading us and so um, just grateful that we have godly men that lead our lead our congregations and godly men that lead this church thanks be to God time for one more yeah I want to thank God for my wife. She's awesome, uh, beautiful, sweet, best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I've been going through some personal struggles lately, and she's shown me God's grace and love and forgiveness. And I couldn't have done it without her, so thank you. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you to everybody who shared. We just continue to worship and carry that posture of worship tonight as we prepare our hearts to sing another song. Oh. 
room, you would have received some communion elements. And if you would just grab those and prepare them. I just wanna remind us to posture ourselves with this as we prepare to be led in communion. Would you ask God to give you a renewed sense of his presence with you? As you remember your past, live in the future, in the present and long for the future to be with him. Would you just take a moment to be with Jesus? And so as we take communion tonight, um, as we take the wafer, I'd like us to just, again, in the attitude of thanksgiving, think of what Jesus did. Think of his body that was broken for you personally. And just thank him for that. So go ahead and do that. kind of hard to open a container with the mic in your hand. And as you think of his blood shed for you, his blood represents the full payment that God required for our sins. And so stop for a moment and thank him. Thank him that all of your sins have been atoned for through his blood. drink together. Father, thank you for this evening, a time of remembrance. Thank you for the bread and the wine that remind us of your sacrifice for us. And so we give you thanks. Amen. And so as we go, let us prize these moments and care for one another deeply. For each of us in our relationships to one another are precious and fleeting. Amen. We will have our prayer team uh, on the sides. If you need prayer for something, please do that. We also, you can drop a prayer request in the back if you'd like to do that. Mosaic, go in peace and enjoy Thanksgiving.